There is no nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time. Welcome everybody to the Money Time Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Hernandez. And with me today, guys, is the one and only, the lead god. It was funny. I was saying I'm, I'm interviewing the lead god today. They're like, who's that? I'm like, how do you not know the lead god? Yeah. <laughs> but we got the one and only, guys. Yeah. We got the Ken... Manessi. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Let's yeah. go. I got it right, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good to have you in the building. Yeah, yeah. Dude, good I'm to have stoked, you. Man. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah. Thank you for coming down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you guys uh, don't know who Ken is, you're going to get to know him today. Uh, I actually met him through Patrick, who you guys saw, which was episode what, five, six, somewhere around there. Uh, then we had Spencer, which was uh, last week. And it was crazy because uh, Ken and I know a lot of the same people, and Ken is absolutely crushing it in the entrepreneurial world, guys. And I wanted to have him on to not just talk about his journey, uh, but really just talk about everything that he's done in such a short time. I mean, you're what? How old? 34. Dude, that is crazy. Yeah. Right, so let's get into it. For uh, people who don't know who you are, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Yeah, so my name is Ken Manessi. Um, I run a small business lending company, so we're a brokerage. Uh, we lend to small businesses in the U.S., capital, lines of credit, equipment financing, uh, bridge financing, any type of financing. And, um, yeah, we, I've been doing that for almost like seven years. And uh, that started me on really the entrepreneurial journeys, my first company I ever started. And right. that grew to other businesses and real estate and all these different projects. And it really gave me the life that I, you know, I knew that I was out there. I just didn't know what that entailed to get there. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of everything in a nutshell. Obviously, we can dive in a little bit deeper, but um, yeah, I can talk for days on this stuff. So, and where where are you originally from? So, I grew up in uh, Lake Forest. Okay. I went to El Toro High School. Um, I dropped out of there uh, when I was a junior, sure. um, and then Just I called it quits. Yeah, my, <laughs> you know my my single mom at the time. She said, "Whatever you want to do, as long as you're working or going to school." So, wow, um, pretty interesting way to you know parent. But for sure, um, I decided I wanted to go to work, right? And that was at a tire shop, American Tires. No. So it, it was just all I knew is I needed to make money so I can buy a car, move out, and that was it. It was, it was a very very starting at zero. Uh, progression. Um, and wow. that's what kind of started me to realize that, um, you know, I needed to be able to provide for myself and um, have more control of my life. And I knew uh, finances, making money was going to be the, that, the way I can get out of that. So, and that's awesome. And I learned that over years. It, it wasn't, uh, you know, a little short stint. It was, you know, years and years of being broke and having pain right. and not being able to provide for myself and not being able to have health insurance and my car breaking down a 93 Ford Ranger was my first car. Um, it was a hand me down. It was $500. Um, and yeah, I think just being broke for so long does something to you, does something to your brain. Um, yep. and I know people have it worse off than probably I did. I was able to, I had really good friends growing up that I was able to couch surf with and, stay at their houses and they had a nice house or maybe they didn't have such a nice house, whatever it was, right. I didn't care. I had really close friends that really helped me out along the way um, that gave me some stability where I could stay at their house. And, um, and eventually, over time again, I just learned that I needed to make more money to get out of the situation. Right. I was a server at a restaurant and then I had to be a server at two restaurants and I was still broke. And that's when I realized, like, dude, I need to get do something. You know what I mean? Right. And that's when I got introduced into sales and uh, the mortgage industry. And But yeah, it all kind of started from there. 
Dude, that is crazy. So yeah. 17 years old, yeah. dro- you drop out of school. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? I just stopped going. And what was the mindset there? What was the... There was no mindset. I was just, I was hanging around the wrong people. Hmm. My buddies hmm. were losers, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, so I went to El Toro. I got kicked out of there. So they send you to Silverado, which is kind of like a continuation school to kind of like just fin- finish out, right? right. And it was this super lenient just school. Like you just kind of show up and then you kind of roll out and... The buddies I was hanging out with at the time um, were just, you know, into partying and stuff like that. And no one was forcing me to go to school. I didn't know what I want to do going forward. And so it was right. like, I can go party and hang out with my friends and just kind of work. Or I can go to school and, you know, finish school for whatever, what reason, right? Right. Um, right. At the time, I just had no um, thought process about my future. Mm. It was all just in the now and just young and dumb. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think you know, looking back, that's my, one of my biggest regrets is just not finishing school. Um, I don't know why. I think it's just because I had a good uh, friend group, good good guys, you know what I mean, that I right. went to like at my high school and stuff like that, that I kind of part ways with a little bit and I ended up meeting back up with later. But right. Um, right. yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, definitely who you're around, your surroundings introduce, in the, uh, they get introduced into your life, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's for the worse or for the better. So 100%. Um, I realized that you know, later on in my life that, you know, I, my life could have gone one or two ways. I could have just been, you know, into drugs and partying and uh, been whatever, or else I could have done something with my life. And I think enough pain eventually eventually makes you feel a certain way where you're, sure. you don't want to feel pain anymore. Right. And you want right. to, you know, you want to do something better for your life. And yeah. something happened to me a long time ago that uh, I sparked this kind of entrepreneurial journey. Um, and yeah, and that just progressed for years and years and i don't know why that fire still burns like very very hard today right um i have to tone myself down a lot um (laughs) especially (laughs) around my employees right it's like you know but like i have this un like filtered uh vision for my life for sure yeah that anything that's in my way is gonna get you know kind of demolished and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad as like relationships and and learning how to navigate that is kind of where i'm at now so yeah Yeah. well i got a question for you so do you think you would be ken the (laughs) ken that's today yeah had you not dropped out i always i always wonder that right? right um and I, I don't think I'll ever know, but I yeah, think what, sure. what it was is, is it was the pain. It was, yeah. regardless if I went to school or finished or whatever, I still had a, a home life where my mom that raised uh, eight kids, um, wow. and we were, uh, you know, normal middle-class family growing up in a nice middle-class home, motorhome, jet skis, vacations, and then when my parents split up and then got a divorce... Um, you know, eventually my dad tried to, my mom tried to make it work, didn't work out. My mom tried to, you know, take his business. All It got nasty, right? The typical court stuff. And my dad kind of lost everything and he split. He took off. He couldn't handle it, I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? And I've been able to like, you know, re, you know, mend that relationship now. But for sure, um, he took off for, you know, a good five, seven years maybe. Um, I can't even recall because all of it's been so blocked out almost through just, you know what I mean? Mentally, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, he split off for a little while and then my mom was raising me and, uh, my sister in a one bedroom apartment, um, in, in Lake Forest and trying to survive, making sure we had food, going to food banks for Thanksgiving, going to, you know what I mean? And standing in line, uh, for a turkey 
and you know your your electricity turning off, right? And it just does something to you. Wow. And seeing all your friends that you kind of grew up with and somewhat normal childhoods, you know what I mean? And I had other friends that didn't as well, so it was weird. I had like both sides. I saw it. Right. Um, but now I was on the opposite side. I was on the side that you know the the broke family, right? Yeah. And not having you know hand, just whatever hand me down clothes I can get. Um, it just does something to you. And sometimes you don't realize that at the time, but when you, when you look back after that, you can tell those were the seeded roots that started something in you, um, that potentially led to where you're at now. So yeah, yeah. it it created that fire or it started to burn that fire. Right. Yeah. And then maybe that fire didn't get lit for a long time, but it was almost like it was like down in there. Right. It was down in the gut where, um, you realize that like your life is in your hands. And I, and I realized at that time is, um, no matter what I do, if I don't have control of my situation, life's going to happen to me. You know what I mean? And I was so sick and tired of that. Um, so life good. happening to me over years and years and years. And I, now I'm talking about eventually when I got, uh, you know, moved out of my, uh, my mom's place where she kicked me out when I was 16, 17, right. I was a troublemaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was just a troublemaker. That's it. You know, my teachers always thought I was a troublemaker. Right. Right. Uh, and, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I think when you go through all these things, you realize what you want out of your life and what you don't. And some people make decisions, um, that are more risky as an entrepreneur and some don't, whatever it is, I, I can care less what my friends do or anything it is. I'm on like a path and I need to, you know, put my full mindset and my focus on that and uh, pursue what I think is possible. So, yeah. no, dude, that's that's so big. That's so big, and there's so much there, uh, so much that I don't think a lot of us really understand, right? Because you could have went down two different paths. Yeah, you could have stood in that party path. You could have stood in that direction, but there was so much pain of not going back there that that's what kept you moving forward. Oh right? yeah, that's what yeah. kept you taking that next step, even though you didn't have the resources, right? You didn't have what was what what you have now there wasn't even a quarter of the resources There's that nothing. were there There's, right yeah it was but, zero <laughs> but, you, but you kept moving forward yeah 100 percent. Right? i think like you know when you don't have any money and you're so broke that you can't afford gas and then your gas money got you to work yep which i was serving at the time i'd make enough to get gas so i can go back the next day right you do that over a long period of time you're either just you know, crazy that you want to keep doing that or you're going to make a change. Yep. And that's where I want to make a change. And I got introduced into the mortgage industry where I started as, you know, the opening position, which is just, you know, just basically like an opener position uh, where you had uh, set up appointments for the closers. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, that started it all. That and is awesome. hearing guys making 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand a month. I heard a guy made 100 grand a month that had n- I couldn't even comprehend that, right? All I knew is like, let me get to 10. That was like that crazy golden number where I was like, let me get to 10K. If I get to 10K, it's going to solve everything, right? Right. Um, And that's what kind of started me, right? And that started another long process of pain and uh, uh, career cycles and uh, to get to that point and finally make that money um, where I was able to finally do that in a sales position and then double that and triple that. And then that gave me the confidence to be like, hey, maybe I can do this on my own. Yeah. So that's where it all started from, um, 
But so again, good. it was years and years of getting through that to get to that point. So. And that struggle too. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I can relate. <clears throat> I definitely relate with that pain. I, uh, I chose to move out when I was 18 years old. I chose to go figure, figure out what it was like to struggle. And I remember literally putting together 25 cents, 10 cents. I remember putting together change to buy BRC burritos at yeah. El Pollo Loco, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what I needed to eat. I had enough for gas, but I didn't have enough for food. Yeah, it's one right? or the other. And you do you do that enough, and you know, to your point, you do that enough, it does something inside of your mind. Yeah. It plants a seed that you know you will never go back to, or you will work your ass off. You will do whatever it takes yeah. to make sure you never feel that again. Yeah, right? 100%. And Tony Robbins talks about that a lot. He goes, you're, you're motivated by either pain or pleasure. Yeah. And when the pain gets so bad, you will never go back there again. So you consistently push. You consistently push. Yeah. So as you were talking, I... I uh, I brought myself back to that moment, dude. That was uh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's um it's what has pushed me 100. percent so I good. know, and even to this day, I was writing some stuff on my Instagram. Is just like I've been operating out of fear for 10, 15 plus years, which yeah. is crazy to think about. Now it's a little maybe on freedom, but it's still fear that drives me. Fear of for not sure. you know reaching my goals. Fears of um having something and being taken away, right? Right. Where I right. never want that to happen. I never want to be that mortgage guy that made a bunch of money at one point and had the good old days, right? And disappeared. And, right? So, yeah. like, that was always my fear because I would hear that all the time. So um, good. And I never wanted that. So what did I have to do to protect myself? And it was a constant expansion of, um, you know, us, myself personally, trying to make money in sales. And then in my business, the same thought process. I've always treated it as a business as never an ATM machine. I wanted to grow it so the business was self uh, self sufficient and it had resources. I had a war chest. I had I had things ready to go so I can blow up. And you know, if I'm getting hit by uh, lawsuits or unforeseen changes or economies or COVID, I can bounce back, right? So For sure. what again? What is it? It's protection, fear of being uh, having to go back, right? And having resources. So I think that's why. You know, if you grow your operation so big, or at least as big as you can, and, and each year it gets bigger and bigger and all that good stuff, uh, maybe not every single year, but if you push hard enough and you reinvest in your company and you treat it the right way, it's it's really funny what, what you can do with it. Um, and that yeah. can be another source of protection for you. Yeah. Um, and now I've learned it's not just the business, it's all the knowledge I've learned from it. And now I have the knowledge. Now I feel almost unbeatable, right? right. Like, I don't fear being broke anymore um if the industry crashes right i have so much experience and so much knowledge with marketing and sales and operations that i know i can do it in other sectors so um, good you so know what i mean so now i'm now i operate out of uh almost like this like you know i got unleashed or something right <laughs> yeah. like in it, in it you know um, now i can talk a little bit more about it but um when i eventually grew my company um and yeah. yeah, we could talk more about so that. So how did that happen? So you mentioned that you got into mortgage, right? You yes. started off as a just junior junior sales. Junior basically. sales. Yeah. How did you get how did that happen? Yeah. So basically I was again, I was, I was a server at a restaurant. I was working two jobs and I was okay. still broke. Okay. I either had car insurance or I had tags expired, my license. It was just like one or another. So I was just so tired of it. And um I had buddies in mortgage and doing kind of like opener junior positions mm -hmm. and they brought me into it. All I knew is they were making like five or six grand. And I was like, holy crap, like just give me the opportunity. Right. Um, so I was able to get into a mortgage company and they're a massive company. It was uh, Greenlight Financial. They had like a thousand people there. 
Did you know much about mortgage before? No, I had no No. clue even what a a refi was. I was like 22 or 23. You just saw people making money. Yeah, I just saw people making money, and that's all I knew. So I basically said, just get me in, and I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? And I was able to obviously talk my way through the interview, get into the sales position. I did like relatively well, right? Right. Um, Well within that, that department, you know what I mean? So I was able to you know, see things around me, see people have nice cars. And then I heard about the, the loan officers, you know what I mean? Um, making the big bucks. Um, so that drove me towards that. So, right. um, during my stint as a opener, they, uh, they do the training, the education, you take your test. I failed the test two or three times. And by the third time I was like, Hey, I'm going to go back and take this thing. And then, you know, I'm going to get into finally that golden, right. you know, position where I can make this unlimited amount of money and then the rates changed. The company laid off like 60 employees or whatever it was at the time, and I was one of them, right? Sure. So, again, I was stuck at – I had this, like, hopes and dreams, right. and I got hit again of um, um, not getting to the next level, and that brought me to uh, the industry that I'm in now, which is uh, business lending, and then I started in sales from that. Mm. Um, so I just I, – I skipped industries at that time. How old were you when you got into mortgage? Uh, 22 or 23, 22, 23. And then yeah. you leave mortgage, you leave regular traditional mortgage to yeah. go to what you're doing now. And how old were you then? I was maybe 24 around okay, there. So Cause I started my years. company when I was like 26. Oh, wow. It was a very fast, like oh, when, wow, I, that's when awesome. I think about it now, right? Yeah. but when I'm in it, it feels like Forever. just gnarly. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So you're like, dude, it's never going to end. And, um, yeah. So when I was, uh, when I got out of mortgage, I was like, dude, I can keep taking my tests, but the rates started to change. They laid off a bunch of people. So I had two options. I can, you know, go do my tests, or um, I heard about this other industry where guys were making some really good money where I didn't need to pass the test. Because right. I was like, I didn't, again, I was so, <laughs> nice cash. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I got it. <laughs> so I, I barely knew what escrows were. And, dude, I was so green. Nice. Like, and I was just take, I was just ramping through. Like, I got, I got enough sales and decent enough in the position where they gave me, you know, the opportunity right. to take the test. And, but still, I didn't know that much about finance. So what are you doing? Just cold calling? Yeah, cold calling, but they had leads coming in okay, and you're cool. setting so you're appointments. Leads yeah. And... Setting appointments for the closers basically. Okay. Pre-qualifying, right? Right. Um, and then, yeah. So, um, eventually when I didn't pass my test after the second or third time, I can't figure out what it was. I was so like distraught. I was like, dude, I know I can do this, but whatever. I'm going to figure it out. Right. And I heard about this other industry, business lending, uh, which is actually my business partner, my brother. Mm-hmm. He's 10 years older. He was working in uh, a sales position at that company. Mm-hmm. And um, he told me this industry was just popping off. Like leads were going crazy. Guys making good money. I knew you didn't have to get a, a, a license. I didn't have to be licensed to jump in it. So, right. And that's what led me into that. So, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Your brother was already in it. Your brother's um, how much older? You said how, how much? He's older ten years, ten years close, older than... close to ten years older. Yeah. So you have so there's eight. There's a total of eight, mm. right? You're the middle, second to youngest. Second to. And how old is the oldest? Thirty, oh, 45 maybe. I don't know. Damn, I, mean, I have so crazy. many brothers and sisters. It's so hard Dude, to keep track. Wow, your yeah. mom's your mom's it. Yeah, your mom's. Cool. I got great brothers and sisters. That's so awesome. Like, all my brothers and sisters were still relatively pretty close. You know what right. I mean? We're all like families and spread out a little bit, but um. Just really hardcore like family. So um, cool. Yeah, so that's cool. So your brother was in the game. He bring he brings you over. Mm-hmm. And then how did you go from brand new to I mean you guys? Yeah, so that's another crush it. So yeah, that's, an, that's another crazy story. So when I got into the business lending space, um, is sales, straight sales position. But 
you know, uncapped commissions, uh, great potential, right? Okay. Um, I was I worked at that company for probably about a year or so, and I, I was, and I saw it again. And that time I had way more experience from the mortgage stuff, so I was way more, you know, kind of. I thought I was ready to rock, right? Right. But I still wasn't there as a sales guy. I still just didn't have the confidence, maybe, or um, the exact understanding of benefits versus just trying to sell, right? Um, right. And providing value versus just trying to sell. So I, I learned that again over that. So over that year I was working there, I was able to hit kind of all these metrics and numbers, but I was never able to like crack like these big numbers. Hmm. Um, uh, long story short, I was there for about a year that they laid me off. Oh, wow. So they laid me off. And again, another choice, I can just figure it out, but I knew I can do it. I knew right. I can do the sale and I saw guys making really good money, 10, 20, 30 grand again. Right. And, and at that point I was like, I was able to save up a little bit of money. I had like maybe close to 10 grand or something. Right. But I had like just enough to give me like a little, like, I know I can cushion. do this. Right. right. Um, where that's all you kind of need. Just like that mentalness For of, sure. and, and a little penny bit of money. pension, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know, you can talk to my wife. She, she knew me all the way since when I was serving. Um, and we were dating all the way through and kind of all that good stuff. That's the and, best. And, and I would not spend money on anything when I was saving and trying to like, you know, scale up my income. I right. was the biggest cheapskate ever. For years, you know what I mean. Even when I started making money, I was yeah. so fearful of not having money. Not having, right. I I was so fearful, and all I do is just stash it away. But, um, um, yeah. So when I got into um, when I got let go from that company from the from the business lending company, um, I was like, okay, I know I can do this. Let me just figure out the next spot. I figured out the next spot that was giving me a bunch of leads. And for some reason, the next that first spot, I, that that first month that that new company, I, I hit like their their company record. Um, that was the first month I made like ten or fifteen grand in one month, oh, like legit, right? Right. So I went from um, you know working at this company for a year and kind of making you know three to five grand, seven, you know, like it was all over the place. I never like cracked off like pretty heavy, but right. um, and then I got let go, and then the next month I cracked I. I cracked off at this new company and I, and every month after that, I was just stacking. Um, and then I was there for probably about a year or maybe even less, um, before I decided to start my own company and I convinced my brother, um, to start the company with me. Um, awesome. and that was like a whole kind of journey in itself. Um, and the last month I was at that company, I, I think I got like a $20,000 check and then, you know, I saved up a decent chunk of change where again, right. it gave me that security of knowing that, if I go start my other company and it fails, I always know I can come back here. Right. Like, right. So I was already broke before. Yeah. I didn't want to go back there, but I knew that I can sell this product. I knew the, pro the product was around. Right. I knew I can go back. And so it was kind of like this weird safety net. So I'm like, let me just go give this a go. Right. Um, but again, before that, I didn't just jump and start my own company. Um, months leading up to it, I started testing, tweaking marketing stuff. And that's where I fell, fell in love with something else mm. that I had no clue about. Um, that's what, uh, gave me the confidence to start my own company. Cause I was able to test and tweak and try different marketing tactics. And I finally found something that I was able to provide the leads consistently at an extremely cheap cost where then I can feed myself, feed my brother. And then we do the sales and we started from there. And that's how it started, um, with so extremely small budget of probably less than five grand, um, on the marketing I, side, just in general, just to Dude, start the company, so good. computers, no you know way. I mean? Oh yeah. Everything. I, <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I had, I had, I had, I had money in my name like a little bit, right. but I was like, I'm going to, again, I'm going to squeeze all the juice out of this. For sure. Um, that is, that is cool. And yeah, so that's, that's how it started. It was wild. It was, when I look back at it, 
it, it's almost like ignorance is bliss. For like sure. you have no clue what you're about to jump into. Right. But all I knew is, you know, I was I could sell, and now I was learning I can market a little you bit. Market. So yeah. yeah. And so I, I want to talk about this. This is really good. You start off cold sales. Yeah. You start off cold sales. What did you learn at the first spot that helped you in the second spot? What were you doing? Was there practice? Was there role play? What were you doing for on a on a sales aspect? Yeah. So I think like the company was really big that I started at. So okay. like they had a department. It was structured. It was scripts. It was really dialed in. It wasn't like a rink a dink shop. It was yeah. a massive mortgage company. Um, that they just had everything dialed in. Love and it. then, so I think they just had a lot of structure that I okay. liked and I, I do well with structure. Okay. If I'm like so loosey goosey with everything, right. even today with my business, it's, it makes me super anxious. I feel like right. I don't have control. So the company was so structured and they just had a good process to uh, bring somebody in that had no experience, give them the tools, the scripts, the resources, the training right. and the right culture and environment. And then it, you can see that person excel, right? right? And get to the next position, the next position and, and forward. So, I think I saw that, and that really resonated with me. And then what was it at the second spot that you didn't, like, I'm trying to connect the dots, because you went from sales to marketing. And this, yeah, is, yeah. this, is, this is beautiful, right? Because yeah. um, as we go through sales, as we start to create sales companies, as the owner, you yeah. start finding yourself transitioning from sales to the internal side, which yeah. is really marketing, right? We were with the owner of um, uh, the Jewelry Exchange. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Timmy happened to be with us last Friday. Thursday. And he goes, I'm not in the jewelry business. I'm in the marketing and mm -hmm. advertisement business. Yeah. Right. So you start okay, to transition. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is connect these dots here. So you start off in sales, they have a, it's structured and then you go to the next spot. What were the dots that connected that got you from doing, you know, five, four, five, six grand there to yeah. now all of a sudden doing 20 grand right before you leave? Yeah. So I think, um, Every company that I worked for that I was that I saw that was like decently successful, they had a lot of leads coming in. Okay, it was just like that phone's always ringing, right? Right. So um, obviously, I connected that leads to dollars, right? So th that was like the simple equation that made sense to me. So, so um, it wasn't a skill set thing; it was a marketing thing that changed. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. Like, like um, I knew that if I could figure out the sales side of it. And if I'm able to actually figure out the marketing stuff, then I can make money for a long time doing it, right? right? So it was more so once I figured out the sales process and, you know, what I need to do to actually uh, sell a customer and actually provide value and uh, benefits versus just trying to ram a product, you know, hmm. through their business okay. um, and provide like value and how can this puzzle piece fit into the business right. and be a consultant versus being a sales guy. That's when I started making the shift to making money. But um all these companies that I worked at that were doing relatively well, and even like their smaller ones that I was working at, um, they constantly had tons of leads in. Hmm. And I just saw their revenue just shoot up every time, right? Even if it was right. a smaller company, they got a little bit bigger. And then a little bit bigger company, they got even bigger, right? So right. it was all tied to, hey, having good culture, sales guys, and all that good stuff. But it was marketing. These guys constantly had the phones ringing. It was constant, all day, right. every day, no matter what, right? And that really resonated with me being hey, if I can kind of figure out this marketing thing, I may be able to do some like real damage, right? Right. Um, I'm able to be able to make, you know, this line share for myself. So it all kind of made sense to me. I don't know why it did um, without having any experience of running a business, never started an LLC. That's my first LLC I ever started in my oh, life. Um, you were a salesperson before. 100%, yeah, salesperson with no marketing, 
whatsoever. You know so what I mean? So good, dude. Um, so good. Yeah. So it was yeah. crazy. It was a yeah. crazy, crazy I, experience. I heard. I what I what I what I really picked up on is you went from just sales to reading a script, right? Yeah. To, providing value, mm-hmm. knowing how to really be there for the customer, right? Because yeah. that's real true conversion, yeah, right? And then you go, okay, well, I got this down. Missing link is marketing. Yeah. So take us on the journey. You and your brother start this company. You got marketing. You now understand it, Yeah. right? For the I, most part. Yeah, yeah. I, for the most part. I was able to get leads in the door. Okay. okay. It was so premature, okay. right? But the thing is, I was able to bring leads in the door okay. at a cheap cost. And I was able to feed me and my brother. Love it. Right? So give us leads every single day. Right, just like how I knew at the last shops, I need leads every single day because I know conversion numbers. I know I'm not going to close everybody. I know I need to get enough leads in the door every single day that I'm flushed. So even if I flop on these deals, there's still going to be a conversion, right? right. So, um, so good. Yeah. So I, again, that was like my constant fear of not having leads. So even though I was still doing sales for a significant amount of time with my business, right. um, I knew that I needed to bring leads in the door. So my only thought was, let me get enough leads to feed me and my brother. And then once I able, was able to do that, I figured out, okay, well, I, can, I didn't want to feed another person, right? And that was just a natural progression. So um, and good. then it went from two to three to four. So what were you doing for marketing, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, no, we were doing yeah. like uh, like dialer campaigns, stuff like that. Okay. Very, very premature. Like this is like years ago. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, we're just calling businesses basically um, and like straight dialer stuff. So. Okay, so cold callers, straight mm-hmm. off the dialers. Were you guys doing any like uh, online marketing no, or no, mailers, not even, none of that? No, so no, just no, all no. straight cold calling. Yeah, cold calling, and they had like companies that do like press one type of stuff. Okay, right? yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like back in the day. Right. Um, right. Like only people that did it was like uh, political figures when they do like right. elections and stuff yeah. like that. Press so. one, two, or press. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah they yeah. were the. Um, what was the name of the company back then? I have no, I don't okay. remember them. Right. But the point was, you can, you can, and these companies had like all the data too. So it was like, I just got shoot in, and I was able to call a bunch of customers, and you'd field a hundred calls a day, right. and maybe find ten prospects. But all cool, I got ten hot prospects, right. and then you do that every single day over a long period of time. Adds up. You got to book a book a business. Sure. Then I knew I could do the sales. Yeah. So my brain was like, great, let me convince my brother to do this you know what i mean and i was doing this prior to um even leaving i was kind of doing the marketing and making sure that like hey if i was going to leave i better can bring in leads right you know what i mean um and yeah that's that's basically how it started so pretty and wild take they, that sounds incredible i love i love yeah. how you guys were putting the pieces together how did it how did it unfold so yeah like, so um once we were able to figure out a decent little marketing source it gave me confidence so I can bring on sales guys. And because we had some uh, experience in the industry before, right. we're able to recruit some people. So again, what you had to put on your sales hat. You know what I mean? I right. pitched my first employee, which is still with me to this day. Um, she's, she's actually a, a, a lady, um, and she was a top closer at the company. And I said, hey, I'm just going to give you a bigger split. I can bring in leads every day. Just come in. We had a little tiny rinky-dink office um, off, the, off the 5 freeway. And I said, I'm just going to feed you all the leads. You'll just take them. And then, you know, we'll, we'll work this thing out. But I promise you, like, I'm going to work my ass off uh, to make sure that, A, I can get you leads every day. She has a family. She was a breadwinner for the family. Right. Um, she had kids. You know what I mean? So she, she, she took had to a huge, massive gamble on, on me, like 100%. So and good. she gave me um, really, you know, uh, she gave me a chance to, like, grow my company because she started crushing numbers. And then I wow. was able to recruit the next guy saying, hey, this person's crushing numbers. Right. I'm crushing numbers. 
my business partner is crushing numbers. Like, dude, we're, we can do the same thing here. And we just had a, but the good thing is we had a little experience in the industry. So I was able to recruit some good guys. Right. So good. And just give them a good, healthy comp plan where they can make money. And I, right. the, the two people that started the company with me, the two hires after that, they're still with me to this day. Yeah. Um, and even some of the other guys, they were with me to a long time too. So something the, to say about that. Yeah. Something big to say about that. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like, um, I think they know that I will work tirelessly to ensure that they're successful, right? And give them all the tools and resources so they can provide for their family. And I knew that if I didn't do that, they would leave. So again, it went back to the fear thing. Like every day I need to get these guys leads. Like I don't care what we're doing. And that's uh, spawned on this whole marketing journey for me um, is I need to give these guys leads so they're successful every single day. And um, the only way I knew, uh, knew of doing that was just constantly trying and, and networking and partnering and trying different things over years and years and years of doing that in marketing like gave me you know a bunch of tools and resources to this day so, so um, good. yeah it was it was crazy it was definitely wild super sketchy at times because sometimes <laughs> your campaigns are not producing and you got right. some guys that they're about to roll out and like you know that's that's your company you know what i mean so you had to figure it out it wasn't right. like if i didn't give these guys leads they're gonna go to the next shop they're, yeah they, dude they had families they needed to make money. They needed to make good money, 10, 20 grand a month, or else they're walking, right? So right. in order to do that, I needed to give them resources. So that was like a major, major fear for me of losing good people. And it spawned on to finding new marketing strategies and the new strategies and just kind of just doing multiple channels and verticals. Um, and then that able, you know, was able to give me the chance to grow my company and hire and hire more and more sales guys. So so yeah. you, you started to see what was working, what wasn't working. How did you start to diversify? How did you, because you know, someone can hear that and go, okay, what did you do, right? What did you do differently when you noticed like, shoot, I got, I got to feed these guys. This yeah. campaign wasn't doing well. How did you adjust? So I think um, you, you run, like, especially in the beginning with marketing, you, you know, maybe you try something that works really well, right? And you think that thing is going to last forever and it doesn't. Right. Something changes and that channel dies, right? Right. So... For me, I, that happened a couple times, and I would have a really good channel that produced a bunch of leads, and then eventually it would die off, right? Um, something would happen. The platforms would change. The companies would change. The Whatever it was, the rules would change. The laws right. would change. Something would change. Where That means I had to change with my business um, and keep evolving, right? And again, after a couple times of only having one really good lead source, and that thing would die off, and I'd find another really good lead source, and then eventually I'd blow it up even bigger, and then that thing would die off, or, or get hit, you know what I mean? Right. And and then I was like, dude, I can't depend on one lead source, right? Just like my sales guys, I'm not going to have one sales guy or three or four. I need 50 sales guys to ensure that the revenue is coming in if this guy doesn't have a good month or whatever it is. So again, it's about protection and protecting myself. So yeah. um, that spawned on my journey of being like, okay, just because I have a good lead source, my next thing is finding the next one. And it wasn't like, well, let me just figure this out. I was doing all the stuff at once. So I was trying to figure out three or four different lead sources at once. And then you'll have one or two that are, are just, you know, going off. And then right. every single month, even to this day, I have my team, my marketing guys, they're constantly looking for new channels and new techniques and new things that just came out that, that no one's using, right? Because so I was on the forefront of a couple different channels that really blew up my business um, that no one was doing at the time. And then because I was early, because I was constantly looking for that next pocket. Right it gave me a little bit of a, a head start. And then once I, once I was in that channel, I would push it as far as I could yeah, max and out then max out as hard as I could. Um, 
but I was still so new in the game of running a business and even marketing. I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I was just testing and trying and um, so good. Dude. I was I so junior at right. it that I had no clue. Right. All I knew, I was just like, just trying to like, just get as many leads as I could in the door. Um, and again, I learned so much going through that. Um, and then, yeah, so that's kind of, that's so good. It's dude. pretty wild. That's so good. Yeah. The, the different sources that you were talking about, would that be like cold calling to texting or yeah, yeah, texting yeah. to mail Email, yeah. or eat? Okay. So you were doing, what were the different channels? It was mostly like, uh, we were doing, um, uh, like, uh, RVMs at the time. Okay. Um, we were doing uh, emails, text messages, um, mailers. I mean, we kind of just tried it all, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, same thing we do. Same thing we do in traditional yeah. finding houses. Hundred percent. But I was doing this stuff like uh, 2017, right? Yeah. yeah. Like before 2018. All the yeah. yeah. Before all the yeah. regulation, where all the yeah. rules changed. And then yeah. again, you have to change, right? right. So you can't yeah. do the same old stuff. Or yeah, you know, we crushed not, it with RVM. RVM yeah. was super strong. Yeah, it was wild, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and it's crazy because I still I still know guys still doing it to this day, like hardcore and stuff like that. But it's right. again the rules change. You got to change. So I got to right. learn how to adapt and with whatever's going on. So the same thing with the press ones and all that stuff back in the day. Like I had to figure out, you know, what's going on. I didn't even know there was laws in place. I just I didn't. Right. I had no clue. I mean, I had no clue and experience with marketing. Like I had no clue. I had no clue what I was doing. All I knew was like, was this working? Yes. Okay. Double down on this. Okay. And then I was just testing and trying and tweaking and, and adapting to each little thing. Right. And I just had that mindset, luckily for whatever reason that, um, that gave me, uh, those op- little wins that I was able to double down on right. and double down on and double down on. So that's yeah. so good. dude. Yeah. That is so good. How, how did you guys, cause you're the organization got pretty big. You guys are what? You're on the ink. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah We're, you, you guys um, hit the ink list. You guys have hit multiple, multiple ink. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be doing it again this year. So that's incredible. We, and, um, yeah. So again, even with our company, we um, we grew it from you know when we my business partner started um, all the way up until COVID, which was it was just massive growth. Like every year was like doubling in revenue and employee count size and knocking down walls and taking that next office. What year did you start? Uh, 2015, 2016. Okay. I think it was 2016 we really got going. Okay. Um, and then, so again, all this is super fast. So like right. every 16, year was this master, yeah, yeah, big, big growth, right? And right. then eventually when COVID hit, I had like 45 employees, um, 40 or 50 employees at the time. And COVID hit and we were in lending for small businesses. So it le- legitimately wiped out, you know, our sector. Um, oh, all of our lenders <laughs> shut off overnight. So, um, you know, again, getting hit with another big thing, even though I had all this experience and knowledge from that scale up, um, it was crazy. I was like, dude, holy crap. Like, right. is this it? Was that it? You know what I mean? Right. And um, again, for some reason, I just wasn't super fearful. I was able to make some money and I was able to like really invest and in, not like that was like big security, but like I just knew that, again, I just want to store and store and store so I had protection for myself just in case something ever happened. And thank right. God I did. Right. But, something um, like that. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. yeah. Did yeah. you guys have to shut shut down shop? How did that go? We didn't shut down. We just we went down to like five employees, you know what I mean? Just, again, like the core kind of sales people that, you know, blew up with us and everyone right. else kind of like, you know, went off. And, um, yeah, we grew it back from five people again to just blowing it up again. Um, which is crazy. But the next run was even bigger. Really? Um, oh yeah. When it when COVID when, finished, once, and yeah, we once, came back. Yeah, once COVID finished, and um, 
We had to restart again. We just started plugging away slowly but surely, and the lenders slowly started opening up as the businesses opened up. So it was like a drag on year of 2020. Um, 2020 was like a little bit, a little bit better. 2021 got a little bit better, and then 2020 we, you know, it just it popped off. So, and I think it just it was like a another perfect storm of like uh, we just didn't quit, and we knew that we can grow to even bigger the next time around. Because all the experience, all the knowledge we learned from right. the last uh, kind of blow up. Right. And uh, yeah, that gave us the confidence to like really go at it again. And um, yeah, it was crazy. What did you learn during COVID? Because I mean, you guys, you know, you're running a large organization, right? Yeah, you relative. Have, right. Well, yeah. you had what, 50 people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got 50 people, fairly yeah. large corporation, right? You have yeah. office space. Yeah. You have, I mean, I can't imagine what your overhead was on 50 people, right? Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And then all of a sudden, COVID hits. What did, what was like the biggest lesson you learned through COVID and coming out of COVID? Yeah. So I think there's like two major lessons is, um, when you think sometimes it's always going to be good forever, you know what I mean? Hmm. And on a flip of a dime, no matter how hard you try, no, how much you work or do you do anything? There's something, there's stuff that happens in life that you have no control of that. I couldn't control anything. So all of my experience and time and effort of growing this company and building, you know, an organization and systems and processes all this time was, um, you know, that didn't matter because my industry was dead in the water, right? Uh, for a certain period of time. And that, you know, really like pressed on me that, that this next go around, I'm going to go even bigger. Right. Um, cause I don't know how long it's going to be around for. So and so if, good. and if it even comes back, right? right. So during that time, we were just, you know, it was, we were able to each month make a little bit more money. So I kind of felt it and we kind of said, Hey, you know, if COVID gets a little bit better and they start opening up, maybe they'll start lending more. And we kind of just let it organically go through it. But thank God I made some money and I wasn't right. stupid with my money. I never had any cars or any crazy stuff and cheap, cheap rent. Right. Even when I was making, you know, some good money, you know what I mean? I just was, again, I was a cheapskate. Um, I was probably the richest person living in an apartment building you know, <laughs> in a tiny little apartment, you know, unit. But because I just, I didn't care. All I cared about was security, you know what I mean? So and that's good. still what I think about to this day. Yeah. Um, now I'm, you know, I can, it's not just on a different level, but, yeah. um, but yeah, so I think, uh, you know, learning that it can, it can go away at any point. So you better go as hard as you can, as big as you can. Um, and why not just go for it all? Right. Why are you going to think small anyways? You know what I mean? So good, um, so, so good. and that's where, um, and that's where, uh, we really focused on bringing the right people in and we had, now we had a little experience, and we had a little bit of knowledge and we had, right. hey, we were doing this before COVID. Like, dude, come on board. And you know what I mean? We were able to recruit some really talented people that are with my company right now that took our company to the next level. Um, so good. That are way better at doing things than I could ever do in operations and sales and culture and management and marketing and technology. All the stuff that I was able to recruit because we had that past name and the past experience, I was able to lean on that, right? So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, you go to... Um, on a date with a chick and you're like, yeah, like I got a car, I got the house, all this stuff. Okay. Cause she's going to go on another date with you. Right. Same thing with, you know, salespeople and, <laughs> and growing a company. It's like, so true. right. It's like, yeah, dude, it's so I had true. all this stuff and yeah, right. the industry was a little wonky, but now it's coming back. Like, right. dude, come back on board right. or Hey, leave that company come work with us. And we're going to give you a good split where you can make, you know, potentially good money in this position as much as we can give you in that position. And, um, and really try to recruit the best people. Yeah. And now that's where I learned again this next go around, which we had another little 
credit crunch almost with the interest rates rising. Right. Like where it did affect our business a little bit again. But again, I'm learning even more this time of like, guys, we need to go massive this next time. Like, and not just being a broker, we need to be a lender. We need to lend at our own capital, right? Um, yeah, need to and we need change. To ex- yeah, we need yeah. to change. We need to expand. So that way, if, so you know, if we want to lend out our capital, um, we can choose the businesses that we can lend out on, right? right? Um, but you can still be a broker and a lender at the same time. You just take the deals that you want to take, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what we're doing now, so. Dude, there's so much there. There's, yeah. I, I want to, uh, first and foremost, super inspired by what you've done, dude. Like, yeah. super inspiring. Because I can see all of the, you you know you know when someone's been through the shit, right? Yeah. You can, I can, I can, you can relate with them. You can see it. You can feel it, right? You know when someone's just talking to somebody who's walked the walk, right? And so, yeah. first and foremost, dude, it's it's uh, it's awesome to hear what you guys have done, what you've done, right? And then with the organization. But when you take a look at what I, what I want to bring up for all of us listening, you were making good money. You were making pretty good money. And you didn't go buy a Lamborghini. You didn't no. go buy a Rolex. You didn't upgrade your lifestyle as you were making money. No. And there's so many of us. I mean, I, I'm, a, you know, I, I did that. <clears throat> I, I, as my income grew, so yeah. did my lifestyle. And before you knew it, my lifestyle was so much bigger than my actual income mm-hmm. that I had to bring myself down to reality and understand what was going on. Yeah. Right. And and from somebody who's been through that, guys, listen to what Ken is saying. Like, dude, you you can buy any car you wanted to right now. Yeah. Right, for the most part, yeah. right? I mean, like clothes is not an issue, yeah, yeah. right? Watch is no longer an issue if you no. wanted one, right? If yeah. you wanted one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't say that as being materialistic at all. I say that as sac- sacrifice it early, right? Yeah, delayed gratification D- for del- years. As as much as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Because if not, you take a hard fall. You will take a hard fall. 100%. I had to take a hard fall, and I was in my... I would have been much further ahead had I not taken that that hard fall. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree life happens for me. I'm super grateful for it. Thank God it, it happened for me, right? Yeah. But we can prevent it. We can prevent it. We can just listen in to these stories like what Ken went through and go, okay, I can be where he's at too, right? Yeah. At 34 years old, I can do that too. Let me just sacrifice now. Yeah, right? I think, yeah, I think, you know, I saw a bunch of the mortgage guys again that I heard the stories that had the cars, you know what I mean? And, and um, and uh, and I knew I was broken poor before. So how was a car gonna make me feel any better, right? Like, so I, dude, I was so broke. <laughs> so like, I had a '93 Ford Ranger that was breaking down the time. All I wanted was a car that I was able to operate, like get me to point A to point B. Like, I didn't care about anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So clothes, I did. I didn't care about that stuff for years. Yeah. Even when it came to making money in my business, I didn't take money out of my business for the longest time. I didn't pay myself anything, just maybe enough just to cover my little tiny bills that I had, barely. And I didn't take money for the longest time in my business, and I just kept on reinvesting. And all I cared about was growing the company and reinvesting, right, and treating it the right way. And it's not an ATM machine. I talk about that a lot, like uh, now on social media and people that I, you know, um, that I'm always talking to is treat your business with respect, man. Like, you know, like you're pulling on your cash out. I mean, I was just talking to a buddy and he was telling me he has business did like 150 grand last month or whatever, but they pulled out, you know, a hundred of grand of it or 125. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're never going to grow your company. Yeah. Like, so all you're doing is you're, and you're just pulling that cash out and eventually something's going to happen. And we're just going to wipe you out. You know what I mean? Yep. And then you're making some good money. So if you're not managing your personal finances, then you're like you said, you're, you know, your 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 expenses are gonna rise and all this stuff, and you think you're a hot shot, you think you're somebody, you know what I mean? And then reality hits you, and then you're you're back yeah. to square one, right? So 
I think it was like that fear of just not having money again. So for, for sure. so many years, and that, and I treated the same thing the way with the business and personally. It was the exact same way. I just hoarded everything, and I prepared. I prepared for a rainy day. And I knew that with my money, I wanted to invest into real estate. I was really big into watching Grant Cardone blow up over the years and um, you know commercial multifamily and all that good stuff. And right. I knew that's like where I'd want to store my money, right, where I had some sort of protection where I can grow it. Um, and then it made me, because you had to go put a big chunk down, it made me realize I need to go make way more money because it costs a lot of money to buy a commercial building. It's <laughs> yeah, not, it does. You can't yeah. buy a commercial building, you know. Ten with, grand. No, it's <laughs> yeah. not single family flips, right? Right. Like, you got to have some big coin to do it. And for me, I wanted something where I can invest into real estate um, and have somebody manage it for me, even though I'm still like eyes on it. You know what I mean? Right. Never eyes off my money ever. Um even to this day, even though none of the property management companies running it, but I realized like, holy crap, these buildings are so expensive. Like I need to make way more money if I'm trying to reach my goals, right? right. Like I need to like 10X my vision now, you know what I mean? And every so year, um, my vision gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> where, of like, it does. Right? <laughs> or it's like, holy crap, like if I have done, if I was able to do that in one year, like if, if I blow this up any bigger and I put more resource, resources out there on the streets and properties and businesses, dude, I can 10X this 100%. I know I can. All day. All day, right? So right. I think, you know, going through it and seeing little wins and seeing big wins, you start to get a little more confidence in yourself and knowing that um, uh, it's, it's possible. 100% it's possible yeah. to reach these, like, massive levels. And the cool thing is I like about business, there's no time frame. There's no... There's no end clock, right? Right. It's just go, go, go. So if you're putting in your like your your constant daily micro improvements every single day, that compounds over years and years and years. Um, I talked about this with my team. My competition's not gonna be able to keep up. How are they gonna be able to keep up with me, right? I can't even keep up with myself, right? So like <laughs> but but I'm still yes. I'm still learning as I go to right. uh, what I need to do, how I need to act, and I don't know yet, right? This right. is all brand new to me, relatively. I'm only even a couple years into this, right? Right. We talk, you see all these entrepreneurs online and stuff like that. They've been running huge companies for a long time or uh, mortgage or real estate. Big guys have been doing it for 30 years. So I know in my head, okay, what's gonna, what am I going to look like in 30 years, right? Right. And at the end of the day, I love doing it. So what does it matter? I, like, I'm going to be doing this stuff anyways, right? right? So might as well try to, like, go for the biggest goal possible. But knowing that, hey, I don't have the biggest company right now. When I drive past, you know, the freeway and I see these big mortgage companies, I get, like, like, what am I doing wrong, right? And that leads me to, I need to figure out, I need to get better, I need to, you know, solve these problems, I need to get massive and to protect myself <laughs> over something. I don't I don't know exactly what I'm protecting myself from, but I, I think it's more, again, now it's a, more of a game right. of, uh, you know, and envision and accomplishing things yeah. versus, uh, like, personal income, because my income will go up yeah. and down, and but I'm not, I'm all I care about is, like, the end goal, because if I grow an organization, I, if I can feed enough people, if I can get these guys to, you know, make the money that they're making, I know it's going to come back to me tenfold, right? Um, and I've learned that multiple times over. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the mindset of a fucking winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the mindset that you need to win, like straight up, dude, straight up. I, I'm beyond, I'm pumped up right now. Like yeah. I, you have my my mind. Like damn, I'm playing too small. He's totally yeah. right. Go all in. Go yeah. even deeper. No, don't worry, man. Yeah. I do this to myself constantly. So I, good. I'm dude. looking at these other companies, and I'm constantly thinking like I'm not doing enough. I'm right. constantly thinking, 
if there's a company out there that's doing in my space, I always love this too. Like looking at your competitors. I love, like, I love, love, love my competitors. Right. I like, I, I watch them like very closely. Um, and I'm constantly looking at things I like from them, things I don't like, things I hear about them, th- things that they're crushing it on. Right. right. And I'm learning, um, they're not my mistakes, but I'm potentially through their mistakes of potentially what's working, what's not. So good. So I'm constantly looking, uh, who's the biggest guy out there and like, okay, at least that gives me like some, like, dude, we need to be some way, aim. way bigger. Right. Yeah. And aim way bigger. So, um, and then, you know, with our industry and our broker, when we were, we became probably the top five in the nation for, in our space. And I started capping out and being like, okay, am I getting comfortable? Like what's the next step? You know right. what I mean? And that's where you start to be like, there's still tons of business to be had. You still need to run a better organization, but you can jump off in these, you know, different little verticals where you can still uh, really grow and do some big damage. So that's right. going to be the next ten years I'm focusing on. So that's, and yeah. and that's uh, we'll get into that because you're you're a true entrepreneur. You're just not in lending, right? You have multiple different businesses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a couple other companies, but the main one is the lending company. Okay. Um, I own some real estate properties, but it's not. How many, guess, how many units do you own, if you don't mind so, me asking? So, no, no, I, I I purchased my first building in 2020. It was a multifamily property. It was 12 units. Let's that was go. my first real estate deal ever. It was $2.5 million. Okay. Um, it cost me about $750,000 to put down. Where at? Uh, uh, Ontario. Oh, in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, so dude. And all I knew was Grant Cardone was telling me more units, more better. Yeah. But I could only get so much, and I wanted to be in, like, some driving, like, you know, distance so I can right. actually... Uh, maybe see the property, all that good stuff. So anyways, I bought the property. It closed in 2020. Uh, and that was after years of saving up and just looking and never pulling the trigger. And again, that wasn't, I wanted to get to the point where I can invest in a property and not have to like be worried about like my personal income. So that means I had to like really inc- increase my rep, my income. Right. And so that good. way I had enough resources. This property blew up, you know, and this thing, you know, got taken out by a nuke that, it is what it is. It sucks, but it's not going to crush me financially. I'm still going to be good. Right. All that stuff. So I had a personal uh, milestone that I mentally needed to be at. So I needed anything above that. I was going to invest into real estate. Right. And um, I bought the property closed in 2020. COVID hit three months later. And there you go. Like you I can't, right before COVID. Yep, yeah. I can't evict tenants. Right. Uh, the banks telling me, you know what I mean? They're not doing interest only. Oh, like, or we're not giving you a, uh, a refi. No, what's the um, uh, what is it called when they like let you skip for a couple months? Oh yeah, where you were allowed to do the forbearance. Forbearance, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, they weren't telling me that because I had too many resources and assets. But I just had to sell, sell the freaking bank manager. You know what I mean? I called them up multiple times, emailed them, and I had to sell them. Like, no, dude, my business is down. Like, I had fifty employees, now I have zero. Right. Like, I need, I need this forbearance. You know what I mean? I need to navigate this. I had a property management company that wasn't doing what they're supposed to do, and I had to fire them, hire somebody else. And long story short, that was my first property. Ended up selling it for three million bucks. Did the cost I got out, which is a huge benefit. It had some little bit of equity. Rolled that into the next building, uh, which is like a $5 million building. And it's a commercial uh, retail property. Retail property? Yeah, yeah. That's, so. that's dope. And so I'm still super new into real estate, so yeah. I try not to give real estate advice to anybody. No, but you're I, diversifying, which is awesome, and that's cool to see. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's just, again, too, like for me, it's like bigger is kind of better, more protection, yeah. you know what I mean, in, in some sense. Real estate is pretty tricky, and it's sluggish. It's yeah. slow at times, and it's hard to find tenants but i think it's just uh, for me it's it's a good place to park your money because it gives you a lot of tax benefits and then also too if you buy the right property um there's 
tremendous growth and equity over years. Right. You know what I mean? And that's where I kind of just, uh, that's, that's my plan right now. I love it. Yeah. Are you, let's talk about so the lead God. Do you, do you help other companies generate leads yeah, or so, how does uh, that happen? Yeah. So this just like spawned like legitimately a couple of weeks ago. Like, and I've been thinking about this for a long time, but I just didn't want to put myself out there. Right. Um, for whatever reason, but I had multiple reasons. I, I, you know, I had this like thing that even though I followed all these people online and social people and uh, Instagram and YouTube, YouTube for a long time, that's where I got like majority of my content of like my learning too. Right. Um, I always thought like, you know, the real successful guys aren't being like out there. The guys that are in the freaking, you know, big, you know, corporations, they're not out there. Right. And it's over True. the years, that's, it eventually changed a little bit though. There's a lot more people that are, uh, you know, have, you know, social brands, I guess you could say. And, right. um, and yeah, I think too, is like, I th had this thing in my head that I thought like, if I had to do that, that means I'm not successful in what I'm doing for some reason. Right. And if, if I'm going to get rich, I need to be able to get so rich that like, I don't need to do any of that. But it, I, I realized over time that it's not about you think you're anybody or you think you're, you know, you, you made out your pinnacle, then you start social. It's more so just about like show networking with people is massive. I've never been able to network with as many people in such a short amount of time right. and meet people right now that are benefiting my company and other companies and other things I'm doing that are going to make huge value. I already know they are, right? So it's now I'm using it as like a, another lead channel, like a funnel, right? So um, it's to bring in uh, networking. It's to help entrepreneurs. But I started coaching businesses organically, just kind of working with them one-on-one. -on -one, right. And I really okay. loved it. I really had a good time dissecting their business, seeing how like areas that they can improve at and getting them to realize that they need to scale their business, you know what I mean? And That's treat it awesome. the right way. So. And that, again, happened super organically, very new. Right. Um, but again, it's just another passion. I've been talking about entrepreneurship and business for years for free to all my buddies. So like, right. this is just another way where I can help businesses and entrepreneurs and meet people and network. And um, I'm just fa falling in love with it, the social stuff. And um, again, I don't care about the numbers of how many followers I have. I'd rather have 100 followers of billionaires and millionaires and guys that are crushing it that I'm networking with 100%. and helping or whatever it is than a million followers. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of how I'm thinking right now. But, um, yeah, I think I just sharing a little bit of experiences and knowledge. I did the same thing when I was coming up and I was trying to follow any YouTube guy. I could like little, little nuggets. I just wanted the little nuggets. You know what I mean? Like yeah. over and over and One over, thought. dude, yeah. like crazy. I still to this day, like I only watched and, and a little bit better now, but I only watch financial stuff, entrepreneurial stuff, yeah. <laughs> money stuff, right? Yeah. Real estate stuff. Yeah, I was right there. Dude, yeah. all I did, was, all I was watching was that. I consumed that for so long, for so many years, books and all that stuff. I really fell in love with the media stuff, but books too in the beginning, but I just was a, a vacuum of information. And it, it was like almost like, you know, when you're watching guys, you know, when you're trying to work out, and I, I used to work out a lot more before my kids, but... Um, you know, you're constantly looking for motivation, right? So right. it's the same thing as like I was doing with business stuff constantly. So if I was feeling down or, down, or uh, down and out or, you know what I mean, not feeling confident, I'd watch an entrepreneurial yeah. documentary or right. how this guy blew up this company or whatever it is. I was constantly sucking this information in. So it was like yeah. that was my bubble. That was my learning uh, bubble. And now I can potentially do that for somebody else. And that's like Absolutely. a really awesome feeling, right? And I love talking about this. So it's great talking to entrepreneurs. It's great talking to somebody that's maybe not where I, you know, where I was a couple of years ago. But then 
I might be able to net worth guys that are doing 10 times bigger things than me, right? Yeah. Where I can get in their circles. And that's where I'm, my mindset's at right now. I mean, just like you said, you're having a billionaire come on the show, right? Right. Dude, do you think you're a billionaire is going to be talking to you if you don't, like, right? Like, yeah. no, like, yeah, you maybe. But, like, dude, you're expanding your network and you're becoming such a big vacuum that you're sucking all these people into your world. And now it's providing some value. And not everything is monetary, right? There's 100%. information and value and Maybe they're going to refer you to somebody. Right. I, I don't know what it is, right? Yeah, so, 100%. Um, yes, I think that's like really spawned on me. And I don't know why I just started doing it just recently. I think there's a couple so. of things um, that spawned it for me. But I realized like I need to get bigger in every way in my life. How the hell do I expect, you know, I'm telling people to do that and I'm not doing it for myself. So why good. am I not 10Xing everything? Why am I not pushing my business? Why am I not going you know, as hard as I can, as big as I can. And the, the goals that I want, I don't want to go into something if there's like a small win. I want to go after something that has a massive, massive win. I want to delay gratification for one, two, three years. I don't care. But if I want that big win at the end, right? Let's and go. I want to get it massive. So and anything so below that, I don't want. I don't want it in my life. I don't want to think about <laughs> it. I want, I want it all, right? And I think um, if you have that mindset, especially about business and entrepreneurship, um, it does something to you oh, yeah. and does something to the people that you surround yourself oh, with and sure. your team yeah. where they see that. And even though you're, you may not be in that position yet, they see it and they want to attach themselves yep. to it. Right. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's kind yeah. of like where I'm at now. So that's dope, dude. <laughs> and well, though, what's super cool about that is as someone once taught you, right. They mm -hmm. say in life, in this world, right. Now, you know, I'm not too sure if you're, uh, into the Bible or not, but even in the Bible, no, I grew up. Thought, I grew yeah. up Christian okay, my whole cool. life. Very, so, my mom was very religious. Yeah, growing up, so yeah. Just like you know, God tells us to pass down what we know, right? Mm -hmm. And just like how one cell passes out to another cell, to another cell, and yeah. just like how a human being is born, is the same. I believe the only thing that we need to do in life. That is our only duty, yeah. is to take what we've learned and pass it down to the next generation, and yeah. then they pass it down to the next generation. You gave me chills, dude. Yeah, I, I, I think that's so... I was just afraid because I wasn't confident in myself being, what do I mm. have to share? Mm. Why am I going to talk about what I've done when I know there's way more successful people than me? And yeah. I had like a insecurity about it for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And for some reason, maybe it's age, maybe it's time, or yeah. maybe experiences, or maybe feeling a little bit more confidence about myself. Right. Whatever it is... Um, I just, I just know now that like, no, I do know something and maybe I can help somebody and maybe I can, you know, uh, benefit, you know, by, you know, expanding my network. Yeah. Right. And, um, I think again, it comes back to the fact that am I doing everything I know possible to yeah. be successful? And the only reason why I started on the social media journey was because the answer was no, it was not, I wasn't doing everything. I was afraid. You know what I mean? I was afraid to push my, my company brand because I was, didn't want to get, you know, too big on this and all that. Right. I was afraid. It was, so a bunch, good, it was fear. Dude. It was fear. And I realized that fear was controlling me and it, you know, it kind of like ticked me off a little bit. Like, yeah. okay, like I'm going to go, I'm just going to do whatever I feel like I'm going to do. And I think if you look at uh, a perspective, I've been thinking too, this is like over the last couple of years, if like when I die, right, as long as I'm doing everything good and I'm taking care of my family, eventually I'm going to be dead one day. I'm going to be dust in the ground. What does it matter about what I do as long as it's not bad, right? But I should be pushing for legitimately as big as I can go because one day right. I'm going to be dead and I'm not going to be around here anymore. So why not go for everything? Why not push and why not give my, my life, my kids, my family 
every opportunity that I never had, right? And so good. Dude. If you put yourself in that perspective, everything else just seems like so nothing. Good. You yeah, know what I mean? So right. I think I'm just I'm really engulfing that is just being like, hey, I'm gonna be dead one day. So why not like push it um, as hard as I can go, as fast as I can go, with enjoying life and yeah. and all these things that yeah. come with it and right. the ride and yeah. it feel you can do that a lot better now once you've had a couple wins, but For sure. Um, and, and you can do it with the family, and you can do it. You have, what, two beautiful yeah. kids, right? Yeah, two under two. Yeah, you have two under two, right? Mm-hmm. You have two kids. You have a family. You can do both. It's not It's not. let me go all in in just one sector, right? And that's yeah. what I love that you saw with your personal brand. It's like, I need to go all in here, right? Like, yeah. I've been seeing it as, like, a dad and husband thing. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm good here. I'm good here. I'm good here. Yeah. You're a shitty husband sometimes, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you, you're actually not as good of a dad as you think you are yeah. right and i i'm starting to now see like okay well i go all in here why don't why aren't i going all in here yeah right and then so it's good dude it's it's good to know you're a human being yeah right? it's yeah. really good to know you're a human being and the fact that that eat how successful you are those thoughts still play a role because for me that's i was super insecure mm-hmm. i was super insecure to get in front of camera i was super insecure to post anything on instagram yeah, I, for sure. I remember i would post things and delete them because yeah. i would get like two likes and i'm like dude people hated that and i'll delete it real fast right yeah. and i'm like fuck it took me two hours to make it yeah right so i i couldn't agree more um dude i'm i love your mindset man yeah. i love the way you think i love how it's like all in or nothing all gas yeah. right <laughs> all, all gas, gas. No breaks. it reminds me of patrick patrick's like all gas yeah. Every time I talk to him, he's just full throttle, yeah, right? And that's, and that's who I want to work with, and that's who I want to be around with. You know right. what I mean? If you have a small vision, if you have a small mindset, if you're fearful, like, I don't even want you part of my circle. I don't want yeah. you in my yeah. world. I don't want yeah. you, hey, yeah. that's with good. With all due respect. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But I want to I want to surround myself with guys that are thinking so much bigger. So, like, any other new companies that we do or new things that we're, we're trying to go after, I want 250 employees, right? So good. Like, so maybe I need sectors that can have bigger market shares, right? So there's things that I'm looking at now where like, like I'm seeing it, right? And it's, it's, you know, will it work out? Who knows? But the good thing is, is like there's huge market shares out there that you can take advantage of. But yep. I think you know a good thing is just look at your competitors, look at your market share. If there's guys doing way bigger numbers than you, that's usually a good sign. But if you're kind of like hitting that, you know, topper area, you maybe start looking at adding different verticals. Or, you know, challenge yourself in another market, you know what I mean, that has a bigger market share. So then you can, again, expand, grow, yep. provide more resources, more protection for you and your family, right, and your business. So, so good. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. So, Outside of social, what's, what's big? What's next for you? <sighs> Sheesh. Dude, honestly, it's, it's pretty business, dude. Like, I, I, I would love to say that... Um, I don't do, I have all these other, ex, uh, you know, activities. I don't, you know what I mean? I, I really just focus on business, work, and my family. I, that's what I do every single day. And it's, business is a joy for me, right? right. Um, you know, I need to take better care of myself, like working out more. I used to do mountain bike all the time. All those things kind of, you know, fell a little, little wayside when you had kids, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you yeah. don't got tons of free time, especially two of them, little ones. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's just business, dude. I love business. I love yeah. I love entrepreneurship. I love networking. Um, regardless if I had the social media thing or not, I right. still want to network like really hard. You know what I mean? And um, and just meet and grow. And that's 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 where I'm at now. I just straight forward right now, and um, and that's all I'm looking forward to, and that's all I kind of want in my life right now. And um, I want to be surrounded by the right people. I want to be surrounded by my family. I want to be able to take care of people I love and care about. Um, but most importantly, I want to grow and expand uh, what I'm doing. So I love it, dude. Yeah. I love it. Is there like a revenue goal that you guys are shooting for? 
or uh, is that like a financial goal? Yeah, I mean, I would love to say I have these big numbers, you know what I mean? But it's, I just want to do better than I, than I did the year before, you know what I mean? Love so it. if I'm able to double what I did the year before or triple, those are what I'm after, right? right. So, and sometimes it doesn't happen right away like that, but you start stacking up enough wins in your business and your business could double or triple in revenue real quick. You know what I mean? And you do that for a couple of years in a, in a row and you uh, treat your business and your, uh, you know, your personal income the right way, it can really set you up. You know what I mean? Huge. And I realized you only need a couple good years to really do some damage. You know what I mean? In right. your life of, you know, being, you know, putting yourself in the right position. So, yeah, um, yeah I think there's, I don't think like if in my head, I'm like, I don't have like, I want to, you know, be a billion dollar company. Of course I would love that. Right. But I know I'm just gearing up for the, the next biggest next company biggest. and growing it. You know what I mean? So and I let that kind of manifest in itself. I love um, that. And know, and again, because I don't have a time frame, I don't have this these things uh, in my head. I just know that I'm just going to keep working towards it. And eventually I probably will have a billion dollar company. It, in my head, I kind of feel like it's going to happen. I, it may not happen until I'm 50 right. or 60. But it's going to happen. Yeah. I, <laughs> but, but why not though? It's possible, right? right. So I'm right. still learning. So if the next 20 years I'm learning and growing and expanding, that is a hundred percent a possibility. I mean, it's you huge. hear about guys that have, you know, that had nothing that started building our companies, right? Right. So maybe right. I'm just, you know, I'm just in my learning curve right now, right? So, so good. Um, and yeah, so I think again, to answer your question, I don't really have any revenue goals. All I care about is more revenue than the year before, expansion, personnel, income, profitability, and it, uh, just constantly growing. So I think if you're not growing, you're dying. Um, if you're not expanding within your company, you're vulnerable. Um, the bigger, the better. If you've ever watched like too big to fail, yeah, like, yeah. right. It's like, dude, yeah. that's pretty funny to think about. Like, but you get pretty damn big. Like Grant Cardone talks a lot about right. it with his real estate. He, when the 2008 crashed and he, uh, was, he was very small then he had like a couple million dollars and a little bit of real estate, but his banks were coming after him soon. him. now he's so big that he's a partner with these banks. So, right. Hey, if something happens like COVID, mm-hmm. dude, they're not, too big to they gotta fail. they gotta work with you so yeah that's big yeah that's so big. if you kind of put your like mindset into that uh thought process is uh, just massive expansion you know what i mean and right. uh t- if something hits you dude you're gonna have so many resources and so many tools to pick yourself up and that's how i learned this when when we got hit with COVID. is like we got to a good size and revenue where we we're able to pop back up you know what i mean and just right. because we had all these resources and and knowledge and experience but Behind if i would have thought small and said no five guys is good 10 guys is good, 15 guys is good, 20 guys, dude, uh, no, like, you know what I mean? Like, I would have never been able to pop back up the way we did, and we had we hit massive uh, growth in, you know, two, three years, um, and it's crazy how that happens, Right. Um, but that only happened because I went for it the first time, you know what I mean? And I, uh, you know, messed up along the way, and I did good stuff and bad stuff, and now I learned what not to do and how to do it better, and this same thing is happening right now, is all these credit crunches? They're feel a right. little bit weird. They're still, you know, still rocking. But um, I already know when things pick up again, like an opportunity on. hits, dude, it's gonna be massive the next time. So my, good, and dude. hopefully, my competition is uh, is working just as hard as I am because I'm coming to steal their market share. So most of them are. Yeah, most of them are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you, if you don't mind me asking, what did the company do in revenue last year? Or we did over eight figures. Did over eight figures. Yeah. Let's go, dude. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so. inspiring yeah yeah i i always thought that mystical eight figures was like right. dude there's no way like oh my god like that like you know you watch youtube videos or right. books about guys that run eight figure business like holy crap dude you're such a small 
thing away from that yeah. happening. Yeah. Now I realize like, dude, okay, I need, how do I get to nine? Right. And like, so like my mindset is That's now right. realizing that that was actually easier than I thought it was right. going to be. You know what I mean? Um, it now opens your mindset up to being like, okay, you just need to f- go harder. You know what I mean? But we took it from COVID zero revenue um, when COVID hit because all the banks shut down. So all, we get paid by our lenders. They right. pay us commission for uh, selling their products or whatever, um, whatever product they have. But we went from zero revenue to over eight figures in a year and a half. Let's go, dude. Yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe two. Two's like being like, you know, a little nice. Right. Probably a year and a half, we went to zero revenue to eight figures. Dude, that is, that's. It great. was fucking wild. Don't, I don't mind. Because all, no, you're good. Because all of the buildup, though. I mean, yeah. look at what you, look at what everything that you guys had went through to, to, for it that, for that to happen, right? Yeah. And people call it an overnight success. No, it was. No. It was me. It was me couch surfing back in the day that led yeah. here, right? Yeah. It's, dude, it's crazy. That's awesome. When you, and, you know, we had a good business before, and I was making good money before COVID. Right. You know I mean, but dude, we weren't doing the numbers we're doing Different now. Right. You know what I mean? And even this year's good, even though the economy is a little shaky, and but we're still rocking, we're still crushing it. And I think when everything kind of pans out a little bit and it gets, dude, it's it's gonna be big, big jumps. Back on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, just you gotta realize that like, uh, in a short period of time, if you put the right people and systems and operations in place. You can grow and expand your company so big, so fast that you don't even know what to do with the money. And you're trying to figure out how, what do I do with this? What's the next steps? You know what I mean? So, and that's, that's a hundred percent true. And it's happened in my life uh, a couple times. You know what I mean? Um, And uh, we're, you know, we would do a little bit of revenue starting off and it would just pop off. You know what I mean? But it it only happened because we were constantly reinvesting into marketing and in systems and hiring and never trying to, you know, be anything we weren't, you know what I mean? Which is so you're good. a company, you're not a rapper, you know what I mean? You're not, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not yeah. anything special in the business world, right? right? So it's like just treat it with respect and don't think that, you know, you've done anything. Of course, you've done something good. Right. But don't think you've done anything that hasn't been done before, right? And it kind of, you know, that would, I, I thought about that a lot, you That's know, so on good. the blow up. And, um just treating it with respect, you know what yeah. I mean, and treating the business with respect, and 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 making sure the my employees were paid for us, and then the business, and then me. We were last, dude. We're last in the totem pole. Yes, yeah. If the business didn't do good that month, the employees were taken care of. The yep. pl- the business got paid, yeah. and then I got paid, yeah. right? If you so got paid, if I yeah. got paid, right? Yeah. So that was it. So and we still operate that to the day. It's employees first, then right. the business. And then, uh, then ourselves, yeah. right? So good. And dude. we never scoop too much off the top unless if we have big expansion plans, we're not digging into the war chest to do it, right? No, right. you better go make more money to expand. To expand, right? So and if good. you and and it's you don't need to you know pay yourself a gazillion dollars in your business. You know what I mean? Just blow it up, and yeah. eventually that thing's spitting out so much resources for you that we'll all those you. little paychecks extra paychecks you would have taken are irrelevant you know what i mean because the the massive expansion and the income jump you can do in a year's time you can double triple five extra income that you did at your biggest year so if you if you made a seven-year figure income take home for yourself if you blow up your big your business big enough you can multiply that like real quick real fast real fast yeah and, and it's, i don't i don't think as entrepreneurs sometimes we realize that no they don't they and don't. we're scared because well what happens if things change, you know what I mean? And what happens if this is my only money, right? Right. But what happens if it does? What happens if it doesn't change? What happens if it does blow up? Then, dude, you're going to have a multiple X 
on 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 your business, on your return on your investment, right? Your investment is the most highest ROIs in your business, 100%. Like 100%. There's no real estate deal, you know what I mean, out there that's going to give you an ROI in your business. Bigger you know than I mean? your business, yeah. No, you're so spot on, dude. I think, you know, uh, investing in your company, investing into your people, uh, and constantly thinking about them and your business is only thing you should be thinking about if you're running a company. If not, you're not running really running a company. You're running just, you know, yeah. you're running a, a gig yeah. and you're trying to, you know, suck all the cash out of it. You know what I mean? And and I the reason I know this too is like we we lend to so many businesses, uh, probably five hundred businesses every single month that we fund. You see um, it. Dude, all these businesses yeah. that are large, twenty million dollar businesses operate with a hundred thousand dollars in their bank yeah. account. Yeah, you businesses see it. that have 75k a month or 100k yep. or 300k have 25k at the end of the month. Yep. I'm like, "Holy crap, dude." Like, That's and some of these businesses margins margins are tight. I get it, but sometimes they operate so bad that they're, you know, they're sucking all the cash out. They don't have any resources, you know what I mean? Right. So, it just dude, I've seen it I've seen it over, you know, 7 years of running my business of these companies that are operating on, you know, not the right way, you know what I mean? Right. Sometimes they're starting out and sometimes they're growing up. It's okay at that time. But, dude, you need to treat your business with respect. You know what I mean? Um, so good, dude. Yeah, so, so good. And, not, and there's not enough people having that conversation with entrepreneurs. Yeah, oh, it's, 100%. It's 100% an ATM, yeah. especially in the real estate game. Yeah. Dude, the real estate game is even worse because most of the wholesalers, most of the flippers are out there. They do a couple of good deals, and you see them walking around with a $75,000 gold chain and yeah. a presidential gold Rolex. And yeah. it's like, dude, did you put any money back into your business? Did you go do anything? Yeah. Right? So it's just, uh, yeah, that, that topic needs to be spoken about more. No, it does, yeah. dude, because... You need to, you have the potential of growing your company and you're, you're thinking that you're somebody that you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, on, it's one deal yeah. away from not being able to pay your rent. Yeah. You're a couple deals away, you know what I mean, from getting shut down. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, is that a business or is it just a cash machine? And if it is, cool. Yeah. Whatever, right? right? But if, if you, if you want to run a company, you want to have employees that are counting on you, you can't be yeah. doing that stuff. Yeah, that you know what I mean? change. So I think... Yeah, I mean, I see it all the time. I see it with the competitors. I see it with other people, but um, that's just the way you know the world is. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's I think it should be talked about more yeah. um, and be preached more. You know what I mean? So I agree more. Um, yeah. So this was awesome, dude. I just yeah. want to thank you for your time. How do you, I mean, if anyone has a small business, they're looking for a loan, how do people take advantage of your services? Yeah. So my company is called uh, direct funding now, uh, direct funding now.com. Okay. Um, we provide uh, working capital in the forms of uh, merchant cash advance, uh, lines of credit, equipment, financing, SBA loans, mm -hmm. um, invoice factory, a bunch of different type of uh, financial products. And we help companies that are doing Anywhere from about one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in annual revenue to you know twenty, thirty, forty million a year, awesome. um, get uh, capital, unsecured capital, right? Um, Love it. So um, you know the banks, it's really hard to get funds for your business, and um, we're essentially a broker right now, and we're just started lending just recently. But yourself, uh, yeah. Um, but on the brokerage side, uh, we have a bunch of different lenders that we have in contact with. Um, that we get you the right offers, get you multiple offers, and then our consultants basically kind of like provide the best options for you, right? You know what I mean? And try to Love give it. you guys uh, the best options and terms out there. And then um, now you guys can come back to us for equipment and lines of credit and you know general working capital and all these things. You're coming back to us versus your bank. So right there. it's just a huge, massive market because banks aren't lending anymore. It's really just alternative finance lenders. Right. And then banks are lending to uh, you know slim few. So right. um, directfundingnow.com, 
you can apply on the site directly and you get attached to one of our sales guys right away. Um, and, uh, yeah, then on Perfect. social, uh, at the lead God, at the lead God, that's my new handle. Um, that's going to be doing all the YouTube and Instagram and TikTok stuff. And it's really Love just it. some stuff. It's, you know, just showing what I'm doing, talking about business stuff that I like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's again, just, just trying to be an open book and just trying to, uh, just trying to put myself out there more. You know what I mean? I so, it. I love it. um, yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. Well, there's a lot of businesses that watch this and listen to this show, guys. So make sure that you hit up Ken. Make sure you go to directfundynow.com. Directfundynow.com. And make sure you're following him on Instagram. I know that you are going to be coming out. I mean, just based on what I've seen with your business, dude, I know you're going to be hitting the ground running on social. So yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully. And, uh, <laughs> real, real, I'm, I know it will. Right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you do, you seem to win. And uh, you have that winner mindset. So yeah. <laughs> if you guys, uh, what I would love to know is what was your biggest takeaway from this? Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below or comment on one of the videos that uh, Ken will be uh, featured on inside of my Instagram or go to Ken's Instagram. Here's a better thing, guys. Go to Ken's Instagram and DM him what you learned. And aha, today was awesome, dude. I have my mind just you got my mind working bro because i'm like okay timmy we got to go all in man gotta go all in <laughs> right so i just want to thank you so much dude thank yeah, you so thank much you. for being on the show if there's any last minute last words that come to your heart that you want to leave the audience with something you want to inspire them with what would that be i think just go for it go for your goals go for your dreams and uh and go for them as hard as you can um don't don't limit yourself because your friends or your surroundings or you didn't see somebody do it before. Go for it as big as you can, as hard as you can, because you never know what's going to come from it. And sometimes those crazy goals and those crazy ambitions turn out to be such massive wins for you in your life that you can affect and change so many people around you that you never, never would have realized. So I think just going for what you believe in and going for it as hard as you can. So, so strong. You heard it here, guys. Make sure you're following Ken. If you haven't done so already, make sure you share the Money Time Podcast with someone that you know, especially on iTunes or Spotify. If you guys are listening to the podcast on iTunes, please make sure you post us on your Instagram, post us on your Facebook, let everybody know about it. I appreciate each and every single one of you for tuning in. Ken, that was awesome, dude. Thanks, man. We're going to bring you back as you uh, continue to blow up, and we'll have a strict conversation about just business and dissecting that. So that would be fun. Let's do it. Right on. You guys, <laughs> see you on the next episode. Let's go.